Hello, welcome to the Mythology Marksmanship Podcast. I'm Morgan King. Um, I know it's been a few weeks or a month or so since the last episode. Sorry about that. Had a bunch of stuff going, shot a bunch of matches. Um, But I'm back and um, today it's just me, but uh, I want to talk about a couple of questions and some things that uh been on my mind i've discussed um with people um you know i've I've talked about on the podcast if you've been listening i've talked about shoot about anything i can i can think of as far as subjects go um i've kind of covered it uh but you know it's interesting how over time uh your opinions will change and I don't know that my opinions have changed drastically on a lot of stuff, but I definitely are, am constantly adapting when it comes to a lot of my, like, what's my thought on this? Or what's my thought on this? And if you know me, like, I've always got something that's kind of on my mind as far as, like, what I think I need to change or do differently or do better. But it's not always that relevant to I think people as a whole it's more of like pretty specific as far as like little tiny things in my process or whatever lately I've been working on my cleaning and kind of uh where I need to get with that um and you know because I ran into some issues at a couple of matches with uh you know I've gone a long time with the with my normal cleaning regimen and now I'm now I'm thinking that I need to change it because I've had some some um, issues at a couple of matches, and once I got it sorted out, uh, you know, I went back to winning matches. So that was an interesting uh, time, and I think I got it worked out. But moral of that story is is uh, clean often, yeah, and do it good. Um, not that I it was I had a bad process; it just wasn't. Um, it wasn't uh, as thorough as maybe it needed to be, and it definitely wasn't as often. You know, I, I, I used to think that as long as I cleaned every, you know, every other match, sometimes every third match, no big deal. Well, that's I learned that's not the case. Anyways, I'm rambling, but so one thing that I thought helped in particular, so. Um, at least at this last match, I uh, for you guys that uh, uh, maybe don't uh, um, look at the PRS schedule um, very much, there was a match in in uh, Medicine Lodge, Kansas, a couple weeks ago, or no, it's been not, sorry, I say a couple weeks ago. It's only been uh, maybe nine days or whatever, um, but. The Box Canyon Showdown, which I can't say enough good about that match. That match was awesome. Very biased because I won the match. But, you know, there's some things that I thought, you know, I've been, I've had some time now and, and people have asked me like, well, what is, it, what is it? Why did you win? And that question is a tough question to ask um, or t- tough question to answer because if you think about it, you're like, I have no idea. Like, I just. I just was doing me and ended up winning, you know, like that's just uh, the way it is. And if I had a reason of why, I I don't really have a reason of why I won, you know. Um, I do feel like at matches, once you get to a certain level, 
is as long as you you know you do your game and you shoot it and you st- and you focus on um doing things right and it, when you start focusing on that and really paying attention you make less mistakes and the person that makes, makes the least amount of mistakes usually wins uh at least you if you don't make any mistakes you're going to put yourself in a really good position to win how about that and so that's essentially what i did but but like if i could put my finger on something that like so here's some i got this question the other day they're like what do you do to practice in wind you know because uh i don't know i feel like i've kind of developed somewhat of a reputation of a of a shooter that does pretty good when the wind blows um I don't think that the wind makes me perform better. I just don't think it degrades my performance um, as much as it does other people. Like it can have a dramatic effect on people um, because if you don't know how to handle it, uh, it's really hard. Um, Like if the first time you encounter um, winds over 15 miles per hour or or a headwind that's um, changing a lot, and the first time you encounter that, and you're used to shooting on the east coast or or somewhere where just there's no wind or just not a lot of it, and all of a sudden you show up to Kansas with a you know a ten to fifteen mile an hour headwind um and then one day and and then you or and you you're cha- you're changing directions and the direct and the wind's changing in direction in relationship to you. And every stage you go to is a different direction. You know, you got about on each side of the road that we shot on. Because if you haven't shot there, you shoot on both sides of the highway. One side of the highway, you've got, you shoot about 100, 100, 120 degree, um, 220 degrees from stage one to stage 10. And then you go over to stage 11 to stage uh, 20 and you shoot another 120 degrees over there. So you're covering you know, 270 degrees, the only thing you're not shooting down is the road. And, uh, and then the wind, you know, uh, it halfway through the day one, it changed directions completely. Anyways, it's just, it just definitely changing. And if you don't, and it's, and there was a decent amount of it, uh, it wasn't like, I wouldn't consider it terrible as far as like high velocity. Like I've shot in a lot more a lot, a lot higher velocity wind, but it was definitely seemed to be a somewhat of a difficult wind to put put your finger on. If the first time you encountered that was was then, that's going to be difficult. There's a learning curve to it, and a learning curve to figuring it out. But there's some things you can do um, to get better at it. So it 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 takes a lot of like. Uh, I don't want to say extreme focus because it doesn't take extreme focus, but it takes a little bit of uh, dedication um, to re- to really do the research. You know, we don't have a lot of time in between stages. Um, well, we do, but we don't. Like, there's a lot of things to be done between the stage. You know, like you got to and you got to get it all done, right? Um, so, and this is one thing that I would I I want to another thing I want to talk about. Um, as far as like just stuff to uh that really like how do you because i just said earlier how do you win matches we'll not make a lot of mistakes so for each person mental mistakes 
are yeah mistakes i'm talking about are mental um and i feel like most mistakes period are mental um but anyways point is is so don't make mistakes so what does that mean so don't, not making mistakes is a is a poor is a poor attitude. If you show up to the match and you're like, "Don't make mistakes. Don't make mistakes. Don't make mistakes." Well, I'm a I'm I'm the type of guy that says, "Hey, each thought you have, you need to figure out how to make it work for you." Okay. I don't know if that that makes any sense, but we're gonna go with that. But how do you make your thoughts work work for you, right? Like, well, uh, don't make mistakes is really it's it's not a bad thought, right? You're saying, "Don't make mistakes." And, and hopefully, um, that means that, well, by not making mistakes that you're, you're also doing something good or whatever. Well, so, but it's still a negative thought, right? It's focusing on the negative. So then that to me is not good. So what do you want to do? You want to focus on what you want to do, right? Um, because in, in, in the end, making mistakes is not really doing something or, or not making a mistake is not really doing something. Um, it's just, it's, it's the lack of doing something. So it's, it's not what you want to do. So the only way to not to avoid mistakes is to do the right thing. And so, so now you're like, okay, what do, what do I got to do? Well, I, I got to hit all the targets. So that's a good thought. Hit all the targets. Okay. I mean, so I want to clean the stage. So that's, that's your goal right here, right now. Like, right. Essentially before you show up is I want to win. And how do I win? I want to hit the most amount of targets possible. What's the most amount of targets possible? All of them. So clean the match. That's the goal, right? It's not always that attainable unless, unless you're, you were in Texas and your name was Austin Bushman, right? Then, then you can clean the match because he did, you know, you know, that it, it happens. Um, I guess it happened. We'll say that it happened. Um, so anyway, so if you want to, so that's our original goal. And so what do you do? You know, so when you show up to the stage at the match, you gotta, you gotta think, okay, so I want to clean the match. That means I have to clean this stage right now. So what do I got to do to clean this stage and that's what you got to get done right like you don't you don't want to you don't think about the mistakes you don't think about what you don't want to get done um they say when you're chopping wood i was i was watching this random thought but but uh so there's this uh like i guess there's a technique if you're doing it with like a shorter like hatchet hatch or whatever hatchet or axe or something like that um and you're not like chopping it on a on on a block or whatever, you know. So you're kind of in the backwoods or whatever. You can sit sit the the uh, you can sit the um, block of wood that you want to chop next to you, and then you can swing the axe straight down, and then hit, um, and then hit the log in the um with the face of the axe or whatever, and um, and you kind of set it um even with your legs. Well, they say that don't think about hitting your leg. Just pick a spot on the on the on the on the wood and then hit that. Because if you're thinking don't like if you're looking at the log but thinking don't hit your leg, chances are you're gonna hit closer to your leg than than where you wanted to hit on the on the log. It's just kind of that. Uh, 
um, you know, like when you're pitching in baseball, if you're thinking don't hit the batter, that's when you hit the batter. So anyways, point is, is you don't want to think don't miss because that doesn't, that doesn't work. That's a net. I mean, yes, it's a good thought as in like, let's not do it. But if you think that you need to turn, figure out a way to translate into something that, that allows you to not miss. So what's not missing hit. So how do I hit the target? And now that is a thought that does something for you, right? Like there, you know, there's, there's an okay thought is don't miss. A better thought is hit the target. A even better thought than that is how do I hit the target? And then do, and then figure out that and then do it. And then that's going to get you to closer to your goal of cleaning the match or the stage, right? Because now when you, when you're getting ready for stage, it's, it's, uh, I need to clean the stage. What do I do to clean the stage? Right. First, you got to load your mag. You got to do all that stuff. And that's how you set up your process as far as before the stage. Right. And then you make sure all that stuff's done. Well, at the bottom of my list, um, if you've listened to my stuff of like how to do it, like I've also got a process for the shot because when you're shooting the stage in order to clean the stage, you need to be able to think like at each point during the match, during the day, you need to be present in that moment and have a good idea of what you need to be doing right then. And, uh, when you're, when you're shooting the, the, the stage, you know, like your first thing you need to do is to get into position, get stable. Right. And then after that, as soon as you, as soon as you're on target and your fingers on the trigger, now it, now it's, uh, put the right wing call on the target Put your reticle on the target and squeeze the trigger and make a perfect trigger pull and hit that target. Because now the goal is to hit that specific target and uh, and then hit the ne- and then hit or miss. It doesn't matter if you hit it or you missed it. The next the next job is to hit the next target and um, or the next shot. And so you glean as much information as possible. Put the reticle in, in the pl- in a place that gives you the best statistical. Um, advantage to be able to hit the next shot and you make another perfect trigger pull and because it's always what what's important uh michael phelps his uh mental coach when he's preparing for the olympics or i don't know if it was preparing for the olympics or if it was before that or whatever but it's been his mental coach for a long time i guess he said um that his mental coach always said um it would always tell him when and that was that's what he'd say go in and and it was an acronym for uh what's important now and always be thinking that think what's important now right like uh you know like when you're when you're going along and you're and you're swimming or doing whatever i guess you know and he's sitting there thinking about how he's cramping and he's getting tired and and in in his mind you know what's important now or you know training he said at any point that's what he would think and that would and it didn't and all the other stuff doesn't matter right like because you can do all the other stuff later you can do anything later but what's important right now so anyways that's just a a side note so um but yeah so you're getting ready for this this, so now we're going to jump back We're, we're getting ready for um the stage and if you know my my i have some acronyms because i'm um I'm scatterbrained, so I have to keep acronyms to keep me on track. But, you know, I got an acronym. It's called, it's DOPE, Rifle Scope, Wind. So, and each one, each word. So, DOPE, Rifle, 
scope, wind, right? That's that's what I got. It's pretty simple, but when I want to get my dope done or dope, I do, I do all the things related to dope, right? Get range the targets, um, find the targets, uh, get my landmarks, all that type of stuff. Um, write the dope down, get it put in my Kestrel, get the right stage pulled up, all that type of stuff. I get that taken care of. Next, rifle. Get the rifle ready for the stage. So get all the gear and equipment I need ready, bags, all that type of stuff. It's ready to go. It's over there. You know, if I think I need need just a game changer and a bipod, and, and a bipod then I walk over there, make sure the bipod's the right height, blah, blah, blah. It's ready to go. Next, scope. I make sure, go check everything, check the turrets, do all that, dial the first dope all that stuff and then i think wind and uh sometimes i i won't finish writing the dope down until i've gone through the wind part um because i want to make sure you know i get the right crosswind jump in there and all that stuff but anyways but the wind part is when i walk back over and i just start looking and i don't even know why i have that as an acronym because to me it's like it's almost um self-evident that you would you would uh have to find figure out the wind but I left it in there, so it, as long as I go through dope rifle scope, the other one's going to happen, right? Because you don't really need to remember it. But some people, yeah, maybe maybe, maybe you do. I don't know. But anyway, so yeah, so now I'm going to go stare through my glass and watch things. I'm going to start start really paying attention, depending on the match, right? Some, some matches, it's like almost a no-brainer. Like, you walk up, you know, all day you hold between uh, center and left edge, you know. There's a lot of matches like that. But anyways, not not a lot out on the West Coast or what I call the Corn Belt matches, which is the one like was it when I was in Kansas where it's flat but it's got wind. That's a Corn Belt match. So anyways, so here we are, and we got a bunch of wind switching and whatever. Well, moral of this whole podcast and what I was thinking about is when people are like, you know, what did you do? What did you do? Blah, blah, blah. I don't think, like I said, I don't really know what I did. I just know what I normally do, right? Like, uh, I just go through, I play my game, and uh, I do whatever I can to hit as many targets as possible. And um, I do know one thing that I do, and I think helps me in these windy environments, is I use target card, okay? Um, I think that that's, that's kind of the way to go when it comes to this, and there's... You can use either target card, which is on your Kestrel. Um, you got to have an, um, a 5700 Elite version to be able to do it. Or the other thing is is like Ballistics Arc um, or Geoballistics, whatever the heck they call that app. I think it's Ballistics Arc by Ge- um, Geoballistics or whatever. That app um, it, it allows you to be able to create all your stages in there and pull up the stages and then put direction of fire for each target, and then you can go to the weather thing, and then you can put the direction of wind in there, all within your phone. It connects to ke- your Kestrel. It connects to like a weather flow wind meter and all whatever. And then you can you can have all the wind angles in or all the angles in there, different velocity. It's super easy and intuitive to change. Probably easier even than my Kestrel is to change, but it doesn't run crosswind jump. At least it didn't last time I used it. But, like, I won my first match running Ballistics Arc in a weather flow wind meter. Um, works really good. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, I would Back then, I would just do um, crosswind jump 
in like I would just do it before I wrote down my dope. I would think it oh what what would it be, you know? And then I would write it down. That way I'd take take off or add some. Um but anyways, so but when you run target card, I, I really do like running target card. I think that's and running a Kestrel, I think that's the best thing um as far as like getting the right elevation, getting everything done. Like can you do it? Um, running one one target at a time, yes. It just takes a lot more work and takes more time. Like I can run, so I can walk up to a stage and I can wa- I can walk up there and as long as my Kestrel is all trued up as far as the, cal- uh, cal- the compass is calibrated, I can get the direction of fire really quick for all the targets, right? I can go find them all, make sure the range is good, and then put in all the direction of fire for each target. And then... After I do that, then then I can sit there and, and pay attention and try to figure out. And I kind of, I'll be honest with you, um, I know people went, agonize over the speed of the wind. and But I don't really get to, like, I mean, I, I definitely try to get the wind speed. Like, you know, I can, I want to I wanna get the wind speed figured out. But I, I don't feel like that's the hard thing to figure out a lot of times. Um, what I feel like is the toughest thing to figure out especially when you're on stages of the big pan, it's what makes the most difference is the direction. Okay. Like the direction of your wind, because depending on like how, how big your swing is on a stage, it can make the difference between, you know, you having a, a one o'clock wind at target one and a three o'clock wind. By the time you get to target five to having a, um, like a, let's see, a 11 o'clock wind at target one to a one o'clock wind at target um, five, you know, like, and that's, that's really only, that's only, what is that? That is a 60 degree um, deal. But even if it's, if we go 12 to two, you know, like that's, that's only changing at 30 degrees, but that ends up changing your wind call, especially at the first ones, quite a bit. But it makes it to where you might not hold, you might not, you might hold way too much at the first ones, and you might not hold um, enough by the time you get to the far ones. And your splits between your targets is going to be wrong, a lot of stuff. And and so when you get in these big swings and you have targets that are, you know, say 60 degrees apart. Like that's like that that ends up making a huge difference. We had some stages like that, and and it makes a big deal. And there's some little tricks you can do, but anyways, and the wind can be changing, right? You could see that, like we we saw on some stages where it would change that much. That's a that you know when you got that, I don't know, like when you have these um, little thirty degree. Um, changes in in wind, or even more forty five degree changes in wind, like it's it it can be kind of uh, important when you're on these big pan stages. We had one stage where where the wind was coming in between target one and target um, two sometimes, and this was a stage that had almost a hundred degree pan. Like it was a crazy crazy cool stage. Like we were shooting. Um, like up in um it was like stage eight and we were shooting up up in front of stage ten all the way <coughs> all the way back down the line to in front of stage one it's crazy cool cool stage but yeah so we had the wind coming 
literally between target one and two to sometimes be blowing straight from target four, which was close to a 90-degree pan in the wind. And so if you're you're me, and or so if you don't run target guard and you see this, right, and you're, say, fourth or fifth up, and you when you walk up there and get ready for the stage, it's coming um, at, like, 1 o'clock to target 1, and then that's full value to 4 o'clock at target 5. You know, that that works out. That You know, that's great. And then you write down your three wind columns or two wind columns or whatever you run. And then all of a sudden you walk up there and it's going, it, it's, uh, now it's um, blowing straight from target three, which makes it um, like two o'clock to target one. And like... Uh, um, yeah, two o'clock, one o'clock, twelve o'clock, and then like um, eleven o'clock and and ten o'clock. So, as far as like when I know I'm losing you on on these angles, but it changes your it changes for the the fact that you you have to hold the opposite side of the plate for some of these targets, you know, and uh, it could be easy. And this is where some people, and I know a lot of them, they just look at it and they just give up at that point. Or I'm not saying everybody, but some people, they'll just be like, oh, frick, I don't know. I'll just wing it. I'll just hold the side of the plate I think I need to hold, and then they'll just hold some and make this big guess. And some, and sometimes they guess right. Sometimes they guess not even close. But the, the problem with that is, is okay, well, that worked on that, that shot, but now what? Now what do you do for the next target? And uh, it's not that hard if you're running – something like what I'm saying where you can have all the targets in all the target angles in and then you can just back up change the wind really quickly um, just change the wind direction and velocity or whatever and have two options like when you use target card I run I run two of these um, two at a time you know so if I think it's it's a um, let's say it's a 6 to 12 mile an hour wind I'm going to probably choose on something that's varying like that I'm going to try I'm going to choose like a six nine and 12 mile an hour columns i might even i usually like to have four so i might even go 15 but anyways do that and i I would have the 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 column where i thought it was at 12 30 from target one and i'd have that those those written down and then all of a sudden i see this different one where it's it's like now it's like 130 um to two o'clock to target one i'm gonna have that written down um I'm going to have that one written down, and I always pack spare cards to go on my arm board. And uh, say I run out of room, I just get another dang card. And uh, and I'm going to look at that, and if I don't have time to look at the splits between targets or whatever, I mean, sometimes when it gets like that, it's hard to memorize all that stuff. But if you got two-minute stages, who cares? Just look at your arm board, use your arm board. And what, make, what makes that nice is if you leave your options, you got all your options, say you got two cards, who cares? You... Uh, you kind of just know which ones, which direction, or I will write above them which ones from which direction and stuff like that as far as, like, the wind options. But then when I walk up there and I pull a trigger on the first one and I see, okay, it doesn't matter if I hit it or miss it. I Now I got a pretty good idea. Um, I like to know at least relatively what the direction of the wind is. And a lot of times I can do that by looking at the target 
and then looking at the mirage. And if I see a heavier mirage, right? If so, if it's from 1230, oh, um, you know, it's it's going to be almost a boil, just a little right to left. But if I it's, if it's actually this other one where it's 132 o'clock, um, it's definitely going to be a a pretty strong right to left wind, na um, and a right to left mirage at that target. And so now I know. Um, I, which column should I go in, you know, should I hold straight up to a 10th right of center or favor, you know, or should I be holding six tenths right? That's all going to be based on, you know, cause I know, Hey, a lot of times it's blowing around this peak or it's blowing around this peak, you know, and that's kind of what's dictating the direction of, of the winds, the wind direction. Um, and I know that, but I just need to know which one I'm looking at before I pull the trigger. And, and that's a decent way of getting getting that. But anyways, but I got the options written down, and and it, I don't have to go back through because a lot of people will just go to their data, right? And they'll and they'll they'll have to scroll. They do the the swipe to get their wind, right? So the, so if they want to write down four, so for me to write down three wind speeds or four wind speeds, it's really easy because I just all I have to do is change the wind. I go back to, in, into wind in, um, wind inputs, hit all wind capture, um, manu um, manually change change it to the direction I want it to be coming from relation to target one. Then I set two um, wind speeds. I say I want well, six and a nine first. So I go six and nine, and then I hit I scroll back up to the top, hit continue. And then now all of a sudden, and then I go back till till I see the the target card, and then I swipe to target one, or I mean to to wind speed one, and I write down all, all of those for six miles an hour. I swipe to target uh, to wind speed two, and write those all down for for nine miles an hour. Go back, hit all wind capture again, do the same thing, put nine and fifty or twelve and fifteen in, and then I come back out and I got four wind speeds that fast. I mean it's like. I can do it in under a minute if I got to. I mean, I got to be hustling to do that and get them all written down. It's probably going to take me more like two minutes, but you get the point. But now all of a sudden wind changes, I do the same thing again. Um, and it doesn't take that long. But when people are doing it one target at a time, they got to go, say, if you've got 530 yards, you got 460 yards, then you got um, six um 27 and then you got 680 and let's say the last target is at 802 right now you have to go back and and you start out if I this one you go you scroll to target one and then you and then you put six and nine in from the direction you want it well and then and then you you write those two down and then if you want to go to 12 and then you go to 12 and 15 and then and then you scroll down to then you swipe to t to six, uh, 460 and then you do the same thing you know you got to change the direction change the velocity do that again then you got to keep going well in if you if you a target card which is nice i put all my stages in all the ranges in um the day before the match starts right uh so it's all it's all in there all i gotta do when i walk to the next stage is change to the next um sector next stage whatever and then from there i'm good to go like i just then i just go in there and 
I've got all the ranges in. I I will range every target, um, and then check and see if they're close. If they're close, whatever. If not, I'll I'll tweak them. You know, like I I, I do that quite frequently where I'll I'll tweak, especially if it's like within if it's between um, tents. Um, in in like my uh, deal, if it's like reading, you know, four point oh five. You know, it's like I don't know if I should dial four zero or four one. You know, like uh, it's real easy to walk up to the um, prop range of target and be like, "Well, it says a yard farther. Throw the yard in there, and then it says .06, and it's an easy deal." I mean, yeah, most of the time I do I do round just like they taught you in school. So if it's .05, I'll I'll go to um, four point one, whatever. But but uh, if I'm worried about my, worried about it or whatever. I can do that, and yeah. Anyways, so yeah, so any anyhow, so I can do that. Like I said, all I do is just put the right direction of fire in, and then from there, all I gotta do is change is tweak the um, the wind all wind capture. I can do it all at once, like and I and that makes it really convenient as far as like changing things and with, and when you have this big variable, big swings to be able to get the right wing call, um, for, for each one, because like, uh, on, on one stage in particular, I mean, but I did this on almost every stage, but, but like one in particular, I can remember where, you know, it was varying quite a bit as far as like the direction went and I'd go to the next, I'd, I'd see what I hit on that target, and I would go to the next target. I would look and be like, okay, where that, what worked there? You know, I held six tenths on that target, and then I go down, and I'm like, okay, and it's from this direction, I think. And so then I would go, so I would go in there, and I would look for where six tenths is on that, on that, uh, in that group of winds. And, you know, and I would look there, and I would look at the next target, and I'm like, okay, I need to hold that much. And then I would hold that much. So if it's a six-tenths, and, and all I had was a, was a five-tenths and seven-tenths um, written down for that particular target. So six-tenths was in between, let's say, between 9 and 12 miles an hour. Then I jumped down to the next column, and I held between those two columns, right? You know, between... So I, so I'm holding for technically, uh, 10 and a half miles per hour, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter. I'm just splitting the two columns and that was able to get me on plate quite a bit, you know, like that's, I mean, it's pretty basic, but, but as far as like that goes, but having all those options down and not just willy nilly, just like, I don't know, add some, you know, because sometimes it wasn't add some, there was distinct times I can remember where, you know, I'd, I would go from, from uh, shooting 600 yards in one direction to shooting 800 yards the other direction and shave two tenths on my wind and hit dead center on both plates. So, and that, and how did I know to do that? Well, it's by, by running all the options and kind of having a pretty good idea of, of, uh, of what, uh, I needed to do based on the target before. So anyways, so yeah, that's, <clears throat> I guess here I am selling target card. That's what I'm, that's what I'm doing used target card moral of this story um because i do think that's something that helps me at least diagnose the wind and come up with a uh, a plan to combat it because it because then it gives me something um and definitely it, it occupies my mind as far as like what do i need to do and i'm frantically searching um 
it I probably have by I haven't uploaded it yet, but by the time this is probably going to come out, I've probably already put up the episode with uh, me and Brian, and me and Brian talk about um, shooting scared, and this is a lot of what I'm talking about. I'm so scared I can't I that that I'm not going to have all the information that I need, and if but I know that if I the mo, if I collect collect the the greatest amount of information possible, it's going to give me a better chance of 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 winning and and I do know these matches where there's a lot of win there's something to worry about it's 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 a good deal so I'm not because because then it keeps you it keeps you occupied it keeps you hooked um where some of those other matches uh like I find these ones the funnest or are high win matches ones that you got to think about ones that have uh, a lot of troop lines even those you know yeah like yeah, there's a lot of a lot of prone stages and stuff, but it keeps you thinking. You're always thinking like, "Hey, what do I got to do here?" It keeps you thinking before the stage. It keeps you thinking off the stage. Um, and to me, that that's fun. Like using your brain to hit targets is what it's all about. Now, if you just walk up there and and you're shooting somewhere and and it's dial one range and shoot through some positional stuff, I'm really good at it. Really good at that. But it's not my favorite. It's not. It's not. Definitely not um, my favorite type of shooting. My favorite type of shooting is is when I'm scared that I'm gonna miss, and so I'm I'm sitting over there doing whatever I can to be able to hit the targets and gathering as much information as possible. That to me is exciting. That to me is fun. That's way. That's the way I I uh, I like it. But anyways, so yeah. That's all I got. I was just thinking about it, you know, and they're like, uh, I, I think about this, uh, and I, the audio, and I can't remember, but he's like, he's like, when they say, um, how do you do it, man? And, I'm like, and he's like, I don't know. Uh, that's exactly um, my thoughts is like, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I do know. I just know what I do. So anyways, hopefully that helps some people. Um, and like I say, if you don't know how to use target card, just f- like they're figured out. It's not that hard. Is I, I I don't want to say it that way, but uh, it's really not. Like n- nobody taught me how to do it. I've taught a lot of people how to do it, but I, but nobody taught me how to do it. Um, and I'm not that smart. So like I'm I mean I'm I'm average. You know, like in, I, there's a lot of people smart a whole lot smarter than me, um, but. I'm just saying most most people can figure it out. Um, I'm sure they have some instructions on it. Um, if not, yeah, uh, I've like like again, I've I've thought about doing some Kessler uh, courses, um, but I've got so much going. But if you guys, if somebody's interested in 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 doing doing like like you you really absolutely want some help or whatever. Um, you know, I might do some some type of Zoom deal, um, like as far as yeah, some Zoom help. Like if you want some Zoom, if you want to do that, or we can, I can kind of talk you through and walk you through how I I set up the Kestrel and do that. Probably set that up because that's 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 a little bit less invasive on time and like obviously it's easy on transportation stuff. I really do. I'm I'm not real good. If you want me to explain how to do it. Um, I'm, I'm probably not going like, like if you, if you message it to me on Facebook, I'm probably not going to be like, Hey, walk you through how to do it on that. It's going to take me 
an hour to type out and and uh, everybody that asks a question is going to have a, a, some sort of different specific in it. And so it's not like a copy and paste answer either because um, you might know how to do one thing. The next guy knows how to do another thing but doesn't know how to do this. And that guy knows how to do what you know but not the other. Anyways, you get my point. And so it's going to be it's something I, I, I'd be way better off handling um, as far as like in some sort of video or in person um and then show you how to do it uh and and maybe help you out so that way obviously probably not gonna be free i haven't figured out what uh what's fair there but yeah like i can definitely probably do that because that's the that's the best option i found if you have a group of guys that's probably um, even better, you know, set up a time, do like a two hour deal and, uh, you know, kind of bang it out. And anyways, that's, yeah, I could, I could be persuaded to do that. Cause I've had a lot of people ask about it. And so that's why I'm like, I've come to this point where I'm like, okay, like I get it. Like some of the stuff, I'm not saying that there's any problem with like Kestrel or the, the way they train or, or train you to do stuff. But, like, they don't go in, from what I've heard, because I haven't attended any of their little trainings. I've just read what was on the docket and heard from other people. But it doesn't sound like it's really in-depth. Like, I think they, they do a good job of trying to get people um, where they need to be as far as be able to just to use the Kestrel effectively. Um, but we're talking about how to use the Kestrel in a, in a way to be able to maximize it, right? Like, we're using all of the functions on the Kestrel, and we're we're like using it to the max right like um getting it getting it to work for us and to be able to and like it's very specific like if you want to just learn how to put a gun in there then uh whatever the trainings from kestrel are um probably exactly what you need and and i would recommend um doing them anyways because they probably have some sort of specific advice on how to get make your data perfect and all that type of stuff but as far as like using it for wind and setting it up for competitions and matches um that's kind of more what i'm talking about i'm not saying that that uh, i can't do all the do the other stuff because <laughs> i obviously use it just fine but um so do a lot of other people but anyway yeah so that's uh that's that's my spiel on that because i've had a ton of questions on that and i know that this podcast would it'll, uh it will get people um asking me questions about kestrels and like i said it's just it's way too much to type out um and i know people are gonna yeah because it just seems like every topic i talk about that's when people are, are they think they, they realize they have questions of their own on each topic and and so it spurs some questions along and that that's totally fine. I don't, I'm not saying don't ask me questions. I'm just saying, saying if it's like a, a question on how to run a Kestrel, it's, it's, it's so, I don't know how to explain it. They're like, they're such an awesome tool, right? They're a great tool. They work really good, but they're not like a touchscreen iPhone where you can just, where like moving to a different screen is like a, is it's, it's a whole process right because we only have what is it one two three four five buttons down here you got an on off button down on the left and you got 
three buttons up top so you've got a total of nine buttons on the thing and you've got to be able to make this thing sing with nine buttons uh i get it that's going to be complicated and for me to explain that um on a computer on a computer like it's or on on my phone like over text is i get it's gonna suck and that's why like me and if you're like me and just like get the get my first Kestrel, and I sit down, and they they provide it with a book of instructions, and I read the whole book because I'm like, well, I got to figure it out, so I just read the whole book, and I read the whole book, and some of it was useful information, some of it wasn't, and uh, actually a lot of it was super useful because it just kind of it does de- um, like show you like oh here's a shortcut to this, and you can do this with it, and turn this on, and then just play with. I played a lot with it. And got familiar with like all the settings and where this is at and all that and figured out how to ma- how to make it work for me. But it's definitely difficult and um, to explain. Um, and I do feel like that's wise because you're trying to do so much with um, very little like interface. Like the user interface with the thing is like pr- it's it's pretty minimal. You know, like five or nine buttons is not a lot to get everything you need done, but that being said, it's pretty pretty effective once you understand um, how to do it and all that type of stuff. But like uh, doing it one target at a time with with that amount of buttons, right? It's it's uh, kind of hard because that, and that's why like me, I don't like to sit there and because of the swipe feature as far to change range is does take a long time. I don't like to sit and um, scroll to the next target for everything as far as like when I'm when I'm putting the ranges in before a match. I actually use my phone, Bluetooth it did the Kestrel, set the Kestrel next to me, put my matchbook in front of me and I type them all into my phone and then send them over to the Kestrel. Then I change then I change stages on my Kestrel and then I type the next stage in and then I send it to the Kestrel. I do that and then that, you know like in five minutes I can have all twenty stages in. If I try to do that with the swipe feature Again, it's going to be like freaking dang near an hour. I don't know. Not an hour, but it would take me, you know, 20, 30 minutes to do versus 5 to 10 minutes. Got to at least cut it in half. Um, and that seems to be, um, for me, easiest way to do it. Like when I show up to a local match, uh, while we're getting ready for the first um, stage, I put all the stages in for the day because then I don't have to worry about it the rest of the, the, rest of the day. And it works really good. So anyway, but yeah, like, uh, yeah, I understand there is a need for like somewhere for people to get some sort of like, um, training on it. Cause they're, cause I, cause yeah, the volume of questions that people have and that now I, and I know a lot of people that have figured it out and done that. And there's a ton of people that use them super effectively. Um, so if you know somebody like that, just ask them, ask them questions, but, um, yeah. So hopefully this helps you guys as far as like, hey, you know, like how do you get through it when you start looking at this? Because back to the wind part, the wind is um, wind is an interesting topic, right? Uh, because it's it's the thing that's always on our mind, right? We can our elevation shouldn't be on our, on your mind because elevation should be pretty self-explanatory as long as you have the right it's 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 a it's we know the force forces being pulled 
honorable. It's, you know, whatever. The, I can't remember the exact thing for gravity, but it's, it's a, it's a constant rate right it's being that it's being your bullets being pulled to the ground it's the same thing that holds you on the surface of this earth is gravity we know that so the amount of time that the bullet is um will be in the air until it reaches the distance of the target is going to determine the amount of um um the amount of uh distance or the distance in which the bullet was able to fall and it's just a function of time of flight and gravity then once you know that once you know um what the drop is you dial it in your turret and away you go well it would be that easy if we too for the wind if we knew the direction of the direction that the um wind is coming from and the exact velocity if we knew that we'd hit every target dead center because it'd be easy you have the right range you have the right wind speed Everything's good. As long as you make a good trigger pull, no problem. But the the thing is, is that's not a. It's not. It's never perfect like that, right? It, because the wind is so. I mean, we we don't. We're standing here, and the target's six hundred yards away, or whatever. And the only thing we can do here is is kind of get an idea of what what direction and what what velocity it is where you're standing but like i mean i don't know if you've ever hold it held a kestrel in the air which i'm pretty sure almost everybody has it that's listening to this but the wind is not going the same speed all the time it's it's definitely changing all the time like right so you that's why you want to get a average velocity over an extended period of time be able to figure out you know hey what's the average here and what's the maximum? What's the minimum? And then, then you're gonna want to get a good direction um, where you're standing. But then you also want to look at terrain features and what might influence that direction out in front of you to be able to. Maybe you want to tweak that. Maybe maybe it's it's where you're standing is on the um, rim or on the ridge line of a canyon, and so it could be spilling out up over the top of the ridge, and so it's kind of more in your face. But um, <coughs> but it probably irons out in front of you to more of a left to right or right to left with the direction of that canyon, and that's and so maybe you want to um, actually make it a little bit more full value than the what you're feeling. You know, there's just little things like that where where it's that's the art of the shooting, and that's what makes it fun, and that's what keeps you thinking all the time. So, anyways. And yeah, so I, I where I, where I was headed with that is just I I get it. It's it's difficult and and uh, but it may but it makes it a whole lot of fun to be able to be able to put rounds on target. And when you when you're hitting when you're doing that, um, man, it, it it's it just it's pretty dang, it's a it's a good time. But you just you kind of just got to unapologetically hold went hold off of the target right like get used to holding off of the plate and and that and and you and you be just fine um but the in the kestrel if you use it properly it's going to at least give you options or ideas 
of what you should hold and sometimes it's it in reality it's different you know you'll be shooting some days and you'll be like man it's blowing a lot but but for some reason my bullet isn't moving as much as i think it should you know there might be some cover or something protection that you don't you can't really see or it's there but you don't know why you know due to you know um like kind of like a wind shadow i, I like to call it because there's like a big hill out in front of you and you can feel it here and then but that but it hits that hill and and it kind of slows the wind down you know about 200 yards in front of you or whatever and then it stays slower out there you know i, I don't know there's weird stuff that can happen with the wind but but uh you you kind of get used to it and kind of kind of keeping that running like idea in your mind like hey what's what averages are working today you know and and keep that in your your head because yeah, it's not all the time that we're shooting one direction fire the whole day, which there are some matches where you shoot, you shoot the exact same direction all day. Essentially, the targets for this stage are in front of the in front of this stage, and then the next stage you go to, there, the targets are straight in front of that stage. And that's fine. And, and on those days, you can just about figure out what the average velocity is and, uh, you know, like whatever you held on the last stage, whatever that whatever was working on that stage, just run that same mile per hour on the next stage you're pretty much good to go like yeah you can i mean there's thing yeah it can, it definitely there's those situations but yeah so like you, you just got to do whatever you can to be able to uh to figure out what that is and then um it makes it to where to where now it's a now it is a shooting game it's not a, it's not a wind calling contest um, which the wing calling contests are fun. Like, don't get me wrong. Love those. Um, but, and there, and there's a place for, it, but, but, uh, but the idea is, is that hopefully your, your wing calling can, can buy you some points, um, so that you can get in a place where, where then it becomes a shooting contest between a couple of people. And that's, that's when it's fun. Like, uh, last week, I don't know if anybody looked at the scores, but, but, uh, me and Austin, we we kind of were ahead enough to where you could probably call it that. It was a it was a wing calling contest, or I mean a shooting contest between a couple of people when it got down to the end because you know I think our wing calling wing our wing calls and shooting had kind of got us into a place where that's what it ended up being is just kind of a battle there at the end between us and it was it was a it was a good time it was fun so I, I always love shooting against Austin or both Austins. Um, the Austin I'm referring to in this case is Austin Orgain. He shot a heck of a good match. It was fun. But anyways, there you go. Hopefully, hopefully that helps. Hopefully, uh, yeah, it gives you some ideas or something, some things to think about. And like I say, if you have any questions, let me know. And, and, uh, yeah, uh, hopefully I'll see you guys out. Some matches headed to, um, the Ruger PRC or yeah, the Ruger Koenig whatever i don't know the one in grand junction it's a long name but yeah heading down there this weekend um shoot that match and then gonna go to brian niece's hunter match um the week after and then gonna go to um justin watts's match in oklahoma the ag cup match there um i think it's a couple weeks after that but yeah so we got got some matches on the list 
um, coming up, and it's going to be pretty exciting. Hopefully see some of you guys out there, and thanks for uh, listening, and glad people, I, I hear all the time people enjoy it. Um, sometimes I don't know why, because I'm like, it's got to be boring as heck sometimes. Well, I don't know. I mean, I get it. I, I like listening to podcasts, but, you know, every now and again, when you, especially when you, like, hear yourself, I try not to listen to some of these just because I'm like, man, how do people listen to this? And it's just because, I don't know, you just hear every um, uh, or whatever that you say the whole time because it's you listening to yourself. But anyways, um, thanks for listening, guys, and talk to you later.